The pride, passion, and pageantry of college football lives here. This is the Paul Feinbaum Show, Hour 4 Podcast. This might be college football, heaven. We are back, the final hour on this Wednesday afternoon, and we appreciate you being here. Thanks so much. So uh, the tide arrived, and uh, there. How about this? Uh, everybody happy? Everybody looking forward to it? Why not? You've earned a uh, Coach Saban, Greg Byrne, some of your favorite players. Look at Miss Terry. Look at Coach in the horse and carriage. Got their granddaughter there in the middle. The first family doing Disneyland. Well, we appreciate the appreciate the business. Uh, <laughs> Chris is up next in Tuscaloosa. Hello, Chris. Hey, Paul. Happy Wednesday after Christmas. Thank you very much. Well, I just got I got to give you all some thanks. Uh, and I have to cop to the fact that uh, last week and the last couple of weeks, I've used your platform here for a targeted campaign of disinformation for a Christmas miracle. Tell us about it. So, so my, I think I've mentioned a couple of times on the show that, you know, my, my wife and her family, they've been longtime fans and they travel a lot to games like this, right? No matter how far away it is. And, uh, but her brother's kind of one that hadn't been able to do that for, for, for a while now. Well, his, his wife had him tickets to surprise him. You know, wow. typical kind of surprise reveal. Oh, sure. Yeah. But here's the problem. And, and I have this problem with my wife. If I go, if I'm somewhere shopping for her, it's, it, it takes, it's, a, it's a 25 step process because she'll sniff out a present like that. Right. And right. her brother's the same way. So, <laughs> so his wife said, hey, listen, don't tell anyone, ask me and my wife, don't tell anyone. And because he would know if we were going, he'd want to go, right? And kind of spoil it. So when I was calling him, my wife said, listen, you can't say anything about being at the game. And I go, I got you. I got this. So a couple times through some of my calls recently, I said, I wish I could be there this time, but <laughs> we just can't make it. We can't make it. And it turns out buddies of his, guys he worked with, they knew, they knew my voice. And it was like, help sell it because, uh, so we had the we had the Christmas party to end all Christmas parties that we hosted this year. I mean, we had bingo, and you know how bingo can get rough in the oh, south. Yeah. We had we had what we called the crimson white elephant, right? Like dirty standing. You know how the rough that can get. And uh, my nephew works for the Titans, so the Titans were playing right on Christmas Eve day, and uh, they couldn't leave early, so they got there a little bit late. And when he arrived, you know his his uncle, right, my brother in law, was talking to him, talking to him. He said, "Hey." The nephew did. I, I heard, I heard, I heard y'all going to the game. And he goes, "What? I'm not going to the game. I heard everybody's going but me." Because you know he's he's mad he ain't going. And we had to cover it like crazy. And thankfully he said, "No, no, no." I heard Chris on Feinbaum say he, he ain't going. So oh my god, oh, he ain't going. Uh, so thanks to this platform, which is often used for disinformation by <laughs> a lot of callers that Miss Pat called out today, right? But sometimes you can use it for good. So thank you very much for that. Well, that is, uh, that's fantastic. Well, Chris, listen, uh, glad you had a great Christmas. Cannot wait for oh, yeah. Monday. And, yeah. uh, Can't wait. Tell us about it when you hey, get we, back. We're, we're, 
we're ready for Houston too. We got Houston p- b- uh, tickets booked already. Just in case, you know what? Not just in case. Yeah, I've, I've, I've already. Uh, I, I've shown confidence in the Tide by booking a flight to Houston. So, uh, uh, you know, it's something you got to do. I mean, you got my you gotta faith, right? You got to you got to believe. You got to believe. Hey, uh, you have a great time out there. Can't wait to get there myself. Uh, and uh, I don't know if I'll see him or not, but I'll be thinking of this next caller. Who do you think it is? Late, about about seven thirty, eight o'clock next Monday night, I predict this next caller will be bringing in the new year in style. Legend is next. Hell yeah, with another bow win. <laughs> Paul, Monday night roll, baby. It's all coming down to Monday night, ain't it? It's like a big wrestling thing, ain't it? Monday it's, night it's you, it's you versus Ric Flair. like a trader. He doesn't trade in a wet the biscuit. That's all right, because when I put that two black on you flyer, it's going to be one, two, three in the mat. Going to go with Going to turn that Wolverine into a hamster right before your eyes. Going to take it out of the cage every once in a while. Pity. My feet to the cat. I don't know. Going to turn that Wolverine into a hamster. But Paul, I remember growing up as a kid, I would gather around the TV with my father and grandfather every Saturday night. And we'd watch wrestling. I remember there in Birmingham as a kid, they'd all build up Monday night. I remember they'd get on there and say, Monday night, Steve Armstrong and Tommy Wildfire takes on that Doolittle Butcher and the Orange Sheep for the Southeastern Conference. The great championship of the world, baby. It was all about Monday night. But let me tell you something, Michigan. It's all about Monday night, baby. All about Monday night in that ring, because when you step into that ring Monday night, you ain't going to be looking at Illinois. You ain't going to be looking at Indiana, baby. Woo! I'm going to tell you who you're going to be looking at. You're going to be looking at the 18-time world heavyweight champion of the world. No beer! From the wound to the tomb, baby. Crimson and white, do we die? We come to do battle, come to do war. i tell you something, Michigan. situation all year. But Monday Night Raw, in that match, you're going to get real uncomfortable, Wolverine. We about to beat that ass, Desmond Howard. You about to see what big boy football is all about, baby. Monday Night Raw! It's time to go to war! California love, baby! It's about to go down. Hey, Paul, all this talk about Nick Saban retiring. That's the dumbest crap. All these haters need to let their kahunas go. <laughs> Nick got five more good years left, Benny. Ain't you got about five more good years, Paul? Be yeah, yeah, I mean, you, 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 you can't just will somebody to leave. <laughs> yeah. Really? All these folks holding their kahunas. I hear Nick Saban's going to retire. I've been hearing that same crap. 
I mean, you know, Paul, you might have had a little throat cough last week, but you know you got any good five more good years in you, man. Maybe ten more good years, man. You just hit your prime. Nick Saban, baby, he's a young man, man. Nick Saban's a young man living his best life, and he just picked up Julius saying the guy's probably going to win another two titles for him. Man, we about to end the 14 playoff era where it started in the Alabama Invitational Monday Night Raw by beating Michigan's ass. And when the 12-team playoffs start, baby, you can call that Alabama Invitational too. Woo! Monday Night Raw! Going down, Michigan! California love. About to turn that Wolverine into a hamster. Love you, Paul. Woo! Monday Night Raw! Let's get it on! Sounds like Legends ready for the game. Uh, <laughs> George is up next in Gettysburg, Pennsylvania. Yeah, Paul, uh, that was a great guest you had on a uh, half hour ago about those soldiers. Thank you. Um, Alabama soldiers. But uh, I want to remind all the Alabama, you know, a lot of your callers live in Alabama. And uh, there was a regiment, the 15th Alabama Infantry, that uh, fought about two miles from where I live here. And uh, they were probably the toughest soldiers in the whole Confederate Army. I just want to tell your listeners a story about them. They, uh, on July 2nd, they woke up in Chambersburg, Pennsylvania, about 17 miles from Gettysburg. And they were ordered to march at dawn, I mean, I'm sorry, at dusk, 17 miles to Gettysburg. Mm. They proceeded to march the 17 miles, and they were ordered to attack the 20th Maine Regiment on a little round top after marching 17 miles in 85-degree, 90-degree heat. And there were 700 men in the regiment, led by Colonel Oates from Alabama, from Mobile, Alabama. Regiment attacked the hill, steep hill, rocky hill, 700 men. About 200 men died, another 170 were wounded, and there was about 80 missing. And you could, uh, your Alabamians, they, they were proud fighters, and um, they should remember what that what that infantry did that day. I just wanted to say that. Thank you very much, uh, George. Yep. And uh, I'll never forget, as, uh, as a young kid, uh, my dad took me to Gettysburg, and it, it, I was too young to really understand anything other than the reverence of a, of a quiet, Sunday morning there when all you all you could see were were tombstones and uh, of course uh, monuments uh, to Lincoln and so many others. Hey, thank you very very much. Appreciate that. How about Carter up next in Alabama? Hello, Carter. Hey, uh, Paul. I was really interested in the story about the Alabamians. Oh, thank my, you. Uh, my wife's great great grandfather fought with that unit. He was eighteen years old. Oh, really? Was a scout for Sherman and rode with Sherman into Georgia. Of course, uh, most of us folks from Alabama are not too proud of it. No, we are. We are proud of that. But he's buried in Mount Hope, Alabama. Oh, is he? And uh, his uh, family uh, would not secede, uh, did not want to secede. There's a story about that called Looney's Tavern. That, right. Oh, uh, sure. Oh, yeah. Was, Up in Winston? And... Uh, yeah, in Winston, in Winston County, and then uh, these, so, uh, these soldiers uh, that would not go, or their families would not go, were really, really mistreated by uh, soldiers in Alabama uh, at that time, and in fact, uh, 
one woman's husband was so mistreated that she assigned all of her sons up to go fight with the uh, with the North. Uh, and then she personally went and killed the man that mistreated her husband. Oh my goodness! So I mean, there's a, there's a lot of history of that around uh, around here since we live just north of about 20 miles from Winston County. Well, thank you for sharing that, uh, Carter. It's a it's a very famous place in Alabama that continues to have a, a mixed uh, legacy. We'll take a break. More to come. More of your phone calls right after this. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. Is your schedule too packed to see a doctor about your erectile dysfunction? Well, with Hims, now you can get treated for ED without stepping foot outside your door. They're changing men's health care by providing access to affordable sexual health treatments from the comfort of your couch. Hims provides access to doctor-trusted ED treatment options such as chewable hard mints, brand name treatments like Viagra, or generic alternatives for up to 95% cheaper. The process is simple and entirely online. Just answer a series of questions and a medical provider will determine the right treatment option. If prescribed, your medication ships to you free. No insurance needed. So what are you waiting for? Join the hundreds of thousands of trusted Hims subscribers and get treated. Start your free online visit today at hymns.com slash Paul. That's H-I-M-S dot com slash Paul for your personalized ED treatment options. Hymns.com slash Paul. Hard mints are chewable compounded products which are not approved by or verified for safety or effectiveness by the FDA. Prescriptions require an online consultation with a healthcare provider who will determine if appropriate. Restrictions apply. See website for details and important safety information. Subscription required. Price varies on product and subscription plan. You're listening to the Paul Feinbaum Show podcast. Welcome back here on Wednesday night. Let's uh, continue with more phone calls. And Garrett is up in Boston. Uh, hey, Garrett. Hey, you know, uh, just listening to legendary Ric Flair always said, you want to be the man, you got to beat the man. And... I'll be honest with you. I think Michigan's going to do it. Um, I, I think we're going to. I think, but the problem is, Paul is. I think Michigan's doomed no matter what. And <laughs> what I mean by that is, we're we're, we're our, even if we win the Natty, we win the whole thing. It's not going to see, be seen as legitimate by a lot of people. Um, when, and not just because of the. Because of the uh, Cottage Stallions thing, but I think it's also just going to be because of Florida State being left out. You're going to have, and I agree with you, by the way, Paul, and all your SEC brethren, that Florida State shouldn't be at it. But I think Michigan uh, is not going to be able to get a break one way or the other with all this. And and by the way, one last thing, I do think we're going to do this not just for for Michigan and for. For, for the program. We're also going to do it for IMAN. Michigan is going to do this for all the Auburn fans <laughs> out great. there who are down in the walk. You know, IMAN, I, I just want you to know that 
We we got your back. You guys couldn't do it, but we will take down Alabama. Garrett, thank you. Uh, the one thing, I, I, whether Michigan does it or not, uh, I, I think the the Florida State part of this is, has has moved on. Uh, I, I don't know any normal, reasonable college football fan that any longer cares about Florida State. I think that was all fake outrage. The, the Harbaugh question is, is is going to be discussed. And uh, I think a lot of people just have to, I mean, if they end up beating Alabama, I, I don't think too many people are then gonna say this is illegitimate. Uh, and I, that's coming from somebody who has, has been on the uh, anti-Harbaugh train, but I think football is football and, and people look at the competition and whatever advantage they may have had or used to get there, that advantage will no longer exist on Monday afternoon. You think it will? You don't, you're saying don't, don't allow them to get the trophy, <laughs> to, to dive, in the, dive up there and steal it? I think I will. Uh, Butch is up next. Good afternoon. Hey, Butch. Butch did not quite make it to the phone, and we're sorry about that. How about Dog up next in Georgia? Where else? Hey, Dog. Hey, Paul. Good afternoon. Uh, it's a pleasure to talk to you. I appreciate you taking my call. And Thank you. Uh, Long-time watcher, uh, first-time caller. Uh, I just wanted your opinion on the 12-game conference playoffs next year, and do you know how it's going to be handled? I mean, I, I assume there's going to be some buys. Yeah, Doug, uh, what I do know uh, is it will start this last weekend. There'll be uh, there'll be two buys, right? Um, I think I think one and two will get a buy. Well, excuse me, one one through four will get a buy. I, I get this right. And then teams five through twelve will then play on on home campuses for the first week. And then they and then you, the next week will be a, a designated bowl site. So it, it's it is pretty well laid out. Uh, we'll, we'll we'll show an actual schedule at some point down the road when, when it really matters. Uh, appreciate the call very much. Thank you for checking in with us. Elliot is in Ohio. Hello, Elliot. Hey, Paul. Thanks for taking my call. I, I, Michigan's definitely taking that game. Alabama's going down, but that's not what I called about. I'm here in San Diego for the Holiday Bowl, USC. I think it's one of the more interesting stories oh, wow, yeah. in college football. That game is tonight, they started isn't it? Year. Yeah, 5 o'clock. Okay. Um, they started that year with one of the best quarterbacks in the country. They don't have a defense. They're leaving a conference that's decimated. Uh, they uh, they uh, have no recruiting class next year. I just want to know what your thoughts are on their chances. They're not favored in this game. Just do not want to know. What well, uh, Elliot, uh, I, I, I really don't give two rips what happens in this game because uh, – USC checked out on the season six eight weeks ago, um, and I don't think I don't think this the outcome of this game will have any impact. Uh, a loss would just uh, magnify Lincoln Riley's off season, which is already going to be pretty rough. I mean he he's got nothing. I mean from a guy who a year ago uh, was at the epicenter of college football, and even six months ago with Caleb Williams. I don't know anyone who has wasted, burned, and destroyed more good goodwill than he has. Shannon is up next in Georgia. Hello, Shannon. 
Paul. Great to talk to you today. Thank you very much. Uh, Paul, I'd like to respond to the caller who said the Orange Bowl should be considered the lackluster bowl. Right. Um, in my in my view, Paul, it should be considered or named the Culture Bowl. And let me tell you why. Let's talk about the two programs. FSU is built on the portal. Uh, they're too deep, especially on offense, has been decimated by opt-out, and they're suing the league of the conference. Right. Georgia, on the other hand, we have, by my conservative count, Paul, in the car, 12 players who should be drafted in April, and 10 of those 12 are playing. Now, you hear Kirby talk a lot about connection and players playing for each other. I just want to give you a part of a quote of, from one of our cornerbacks who should be drafted in April. When asked if he was going to play, this is yesterday, he said, it's almost a no-brainer. As long as I'm able to play, I'm a football player, and I'm going to go out with my brothers, and we're going to play for each other. That's what we've said we're going to do. We're going to do what we said we're going to do at the beginning of the season, and that's to finish it. And so, Paul, really, it's a clash of cultures in this game. The bottom line is, in the SEC, it just means more, and in Athens, it just means more. So I'll give you my crazy prediction of the day. I think we're going to beat FSU just as bad as we beat TCU last year. Well, Shannon, I hope you're right. Uh, and all, all that stuff uh, has, has meaning, but... Yeah. A league does not dictate a culture uh, because there are plenty of players in the SEC uh, who have opted out and, and are transferring. What the University of Georgia is about is Kirby Smart's program. And he has done a good enough job, uh, a good enough job would be the understatement. He's done an exemplary job of, of, of stressing that. And I think, they, I think the players understand how important this is. Uh, I mean, this, this is uh, outside of, of Monday afternoon. This is a game that a lot of people are watching, and it, it was the it was the Florida State side that that waved the white flag. It was on the Florida State side where all the top players said, "You know what? We really don't care. We didn't get our way, uh, and we're taking our ball and going home." And then the university did the same thing. Uh, didn't even wait till the bowl game. Uh, they, they completely blew up their own league. Uh, and, and that's the one thing I'll say to Florida State fans who, who think that uh, the world owes you something. You, you've done this to your own league. So considering that has happened, considering all the threats you've made and now you've followed th through on them, why would you think that another league would trust you in taking you in? We'll take a short break. We're back. 30 minutes remaining here on a Wednesday night. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code FIRSTTAKE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more, more than, than ever. ever. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to gamble responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. This U.S. promotional offer not available in D.C. Mississippi, North Carolina, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 for New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. For Massachusetts, 1-800-327-5050. For Iowa, 1-800-BETS-OFF. For Puerto Rico, 1-800-981-0023. For West Virginia, 
visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. First bet offer for new customers only, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. You're listening to the Paul Feinbaum Show Podcast. January 1st, make plans, begins early in SEC Nation at 11 a.m. The crew will help you get through the LSU game. And then SEC Nation returns for 90 minutes leading up, maybe a little bit longer than 90 minutes, leading up to kickoff. Back to the calls we go, and Craig is up next in Oregon. Uh, Hello, Craig. Hi, Paul. First time calling. Thank you. Long-time listener. Um, I called to ask you about uh, some annoying anomalies within the rules of our athletic competitions, but real quick, I wanted to applaud you for supporting the uh, Hal Reigns. Is that his name? Yes, that is correct. Um, That seemed like real fascinating work, and it made me think about how difficult it is to be a journalist these days and how sports journalism has developed into such important work. um, yeah, you know, you know, I'm glad you said that because I thought of, of all the things he said, and, and I'm I'm not a Civil War historian. Um, I'm kind of come from a a Southerner to a Northern parents, um, but I think the most important message is the fact that that many have continued to scrub history. That goes on every day of the week yeah. in everything we th- that we do, including sports. And yeah. uh, it is uh, something that I've always believed very strongly in, but it become it's becoming far more difficult to fight. It's true. And it seems like it, that, that one of the fronts is in sports journalism. Often some of the most important thought on that is uh, masquerading as a entertaining sports event. Yeah, well, Craig, I mean, the, the cold, hard truth is that there is virtually nothing remaining of sports journalism. What do you mean by that? Well, I mean that there are so few people anywhere who practice it. And you know, I mean, some organizations masquerade behind saying that they have journalists uh, on their payroll. But uh, you have to look at the, the entire body of work. And, and I, I don't claim to be a sports journalist anymore. I was. I understand it. But what, what goes for sports journalism today is uh, is extremely weak. You, uh, when Legend was go, uh, carrying on earlier, I couldn't help but think of the famous sports journalist uh, Gordon Soley. Oh yeah, sure. Did you ever have any experience with Gordon Soley? I hate to. I know. I uh, I know. Exa- I, I did not, but I knew. I know exactly who he was. Yeah. I, it, um, Real quick, I have some uh, sports anomalies I wanted to ask you about really quickly. I've always thought were humorous. Sure. Um, one is uh, intentional grounding at the end of a game when the quarterback throws the ball into the ground to stop the clock. That, that's intentional grounding. Uh, it should be you know, called as such. They're taking advantage of stopping the clock. Number two, 
It's when a, a basketball player is jumping out of bounds and throws the ball at another player so in hopes that it'll right, glance right. off and go out of bounds. That should be a technical foul. And my third one is when the placeholder for a field goal attempt is sitting there with his knee down and catches the ball, and now he can pitch the ball or anything he wants with his knee. When does that player become down? Oh, you're right. Those are uh, – I tell you what, uh, you've given me a good idea to get a, an official on here after the season and, and quiz him on that. Those are great calls. Thank you very, very much. Uh, Rick is up next in uh, Pell City, Alabama. Hello, Rick. Hi, Paul. Hey there. Hey, I just wanted to uh, point out one uh, misstatement that Hal Raines made, um, and it's just about football. It's not about. I, I think I know the, exactly uh, where you're going. Go, go ahead, uh, state it. Um, just that Coach Bryant was on the 1935 team, right. not yep. the 1925 team. Johnny Mac Brown but, was the, uh, was the guy that was really the star of that team, wasn't he? Right, and Pooley Hubert. Right, okay. Yeah, no, you're, you're right. I, as he said that, but I, I, I wasn't uh, going to correct the guest. Uh, but I'll, 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 give, I'll give Hal credit. Uh, he, uh, he got most of it right. Hey, thanks so much for the call. I do appreciate it. How about AJ up next? Paul Feinbaum. Good to have you back, Paul. Good Thank to you. see you, Paul. Thank you. I'm glad the show's back on. It's back rolling now, and I can continue. That's the worst part of Christmas is when you're not there. You're doing the, the replay podcast. But, uh, but no, I just wanted to, uh, you know, Paul, I've been missing you. About, I've been missing you like a uh, poison ivy rash. So I, it feels good to be having hearing, you, hearing your voice. Well, I'm glad you got the rash examine. back. <laughs> I, I, since Augie's not a lawyer, I'm going to do this cross-examination on this case. It's a... Uh, Bash versus Stacy, right? The guy with a girl name, because Bash actually said that he physically heard him on that soundbite talking down about Jalen Melrose, and so he he heard it. That's that's why he knew what to say when he when he called in. So it makes all the sense in the world to me that while I was walking out of Publix the other day, I walked out and there's a Bama Fever store right there next to it. And there was this guy out there cutting a buck. And I walked up and I said, sir, is it you okay? And he's, uh, turn around, it's, I'll be dang it, Stacy. They won't let him in the door, Paul. And I said, well, what's going on, Stacy? He said, AJ, man, Bash is out here spreading the news about me. This guy running the shop done caught wind of it. He done locked the door on me and I can't get my 4th and 31 t-shirt. I said, well, you might as well hit the transfer portal. Girl, I mean, boy with a girl name, more damn eagle. That was weak. Well, weak. couldn't wait to get back to work to get that call. Don is up next. Oh, hello, Don. Hey, Don. Hey, Paul. Hey, good afternoon. This is Don Patterson from North Alabama. I'm from Florence. Yes, sir. 
And I was calling about you said you did a speaking at Dale's restaurant. Yeah, many, many years ago. I, I think it was the uh, Quad Cities Quarterback Club used to meet there, right? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And the guy, the reason I called, because the guy called to invite you to Georgia's. But at that time, Dale's was the only one that was doing the quarterback clubs. Right. And I was the cook for that. Were you really? And that's why I was calling to tell you. Hey, Paul. This hey, is hey. Hey, Don. I can uh, I can still taste that steak from Dale's. <laughs> well, I just want to tell you, I got my family and everybody proud of me that you let me on. But I was just calling to tell you about Dale. Well, tell me, is Dale is Dale still there? Is uh, Dale still in business? No, sir. Dale's is gone. Okay. Dale's is gone. Well, I remember. But I opened up my own restaurant, which was called Big Mike Steak and Fish. Okay. Well, tell. Okay. Forget Dale's. Let's talk about Big Mike's. But, but, it was Big Mike's, yes, sir. Steak and fish. I had so, it for ten years. So, uh, where are you? Well, right now we closed. Everything is closed. Dale's closed. Big Mike closed. Oh, Big Mike's closed. But, okay. But the thing was, yeah, my family. I called my whole family. I got my nephew and lawyer in New York. He was gonna call you and make you put me on. So well, I was just uh, glad well, I got hey, on. Well, I tell you, tell me this, Don, because I, I love I love a good cooking story. Uh, back back in the day when you when you worked at Dale's and when you when you when you ran Big Mike's, tell me what your uh, what your best what your best best meal was. Well, look, when I, I worked at Dell's for five years as a dishwasher before I become a cook. Okay. I worked at Dell's for 18 years. And then Big Mike, we become a, a we had a 72-ounce steak. Seven, hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Uh, uh, did you say 72-ounce steak? Yes, sir. You eat it all, you get it free. How do you, first of all, where do you find a, a piece of meat? I guess you. I mean, we you had a sirloin. Okay. We had a, a top sirloin. We cut it in half. Oh my goodness. Was that was that was was that difficult? You got it for free. How do you? How do, is that is that hard to cook a piece of meat that that big? Oh no, we cooked it over a grill. We okay, had a grill. We used charcoal and wood. Oh my goodness! Now didn't Dale's nobody uh, do that no more? Now didn't Dale's? We had we had gas. Now wasn't didn't wasn't there like a sauce a Dale's sauce or something? There was a Dale sauce, right. but at Big Mike's we made our own sauce. Okay, and, and how did now, you at make? Dale, at okay. Dale's we made Dale sauce. Okay. It comes straight from Dale's out of Birmingham. Got it. Right. Okay. So Big Mike's, uh, you're 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 seventy two. What did you charge for a seventy two ounce steak? It was thirty five dollars. Oh my goodness. That would cost that you a week. That would cost you a, your whole salary uh, now, wouldn't it? Uh, that that was back then. <laughs> <laughs> so what you what, 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 did you, what did you what did what did you serve the seventy two ounce steak with? You had salad, baked potato. You That's need, it. Salad, you, baked potato. You needed all that with a, with a seventy two ounce steak. Just a bite of the potato and a bite of the salad. Oh my god! Eat all the steak. That's amazing. Yeah. And was there? Uh, I, yeah. I assume I assume there was dessert on the menu. Yeah, there was. We had dessert, and if you ate the steak, you got the dessert for free. Oh my goodness! And we had one lady come in that was a truck driver from Oklahoma. Okay. That ate everything, and she asked for dessert. Oh my goodness! Well, well, Donna, so are you? Are you? Are you? Want to eat the whole thing? Are you out of the business now? Yes, sir. I'm out. I'm retired. 
I'm sitting back. I'm retired now. Well, but we also what? had Big Mike's. We started the deep fried turkeys. De- uh, oh, right, well, that we sounds good. We sold over 10,000 turkeys for Christmas and Thanksgiving when we first started. That is amazing. Well, I'll tell you what, uh, yes, if, I, if I ever come through that area, you still live up there? Yes, sir. You wouldn't mind. And you know what, Paul? Yes, sir. If you come through that area, I'm going to invite you to my brother's house. Okay. And we will cook you a filet mignon from Dale's. I'm there. He Uh, he also worked at Dale's. My whole family worked at Dale's. Randy, you're up for a road trip? Hey, by the way, this is a really nice area that? of the country. This is a quad city. You got Florence, Sheffield, you got uh, yes, Muscle Shoals. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. You come to Florence, too. Okay. Come to Florence. I've been, I've been there uh, many times, and I am on my way back. Well, I tell you what, Don. Count on it. We'll let you know when we're coming. You you put the. You want a fillet? Yeah. How big is a fillet? Hey, I cook you whatever you want, Paul. Okay. Well, I can cook. Okay. I can cook I, 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 don't, I don't need 72 ounces, but Randy's a big guy, so I just want to make sure you cover Randy. That is great. I can cook. I, listen, and I, I have, will invite you. I have no doubt. We are going to make this happen. Uh, Don, what a pleasure to talk to you, and thank you so much for calling. We'll take a short break. We're right back after this. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? (laughs) Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash network we all know breakfast is an important part of your day but sometimes when you're traveling for business you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any you know what happens you grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely we've all been there but if you book a room at la quinta by wyndham you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods fruit eggs yogurt and waffles and really Who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. You're listening to the Paul Feinbaum Show podcast. My man is up next. Well, good afternoon there, Paul Feinbaum. How are you today? Doing great. Oh, you got your... I hope you had great holidays. Thank you. You're sitting there and you got this... This little fireside chat look about you, you, you kind of relax, no tie. And yeah, you know, I, just, uh, I, mean, I want to be the only person in America today with a tie on. No, no, we're having a fireside chat. This is a wonderful afternoon. Lovely. I mean, everything's festive and we're all friendly. Paul, I, I'm not a Florida State fan by any means, but when are you going to quit beating up on a program that's down because they did everything they were supposed to to win a spot, and, and now you're you're constantly pointing your fingers and you're letting some girl out of Georgia. Oh, it's a culture thing. It ain't a culture thing. They're disappointed. Hell, we saw Alabama go out there and lay a damn egg because they didn't give a damn either. And, you know, but but that's another day and another story. But uh, and, and now you're going after Florida State. 
because they have the gonads to go out there and sue the ACC and say we want out of here because you know and I know and half a dozen other people know that Clemson, if, if Florida State wins this, Clemson's right behind them and they're coming to the SEC and, and they're scumbags right now just like Jimbo Fisher was when he when he was at Florida State. But once he got to A&M, you cut me off for calling him a scumbag. Now he's a scumbag again. Well, you know what? I, mean, he, I have to confess. I was uh, right about Jimbo Fisher before I was wrong, before I was right again. Uh, you know, that sounds like a Dr. John song. Must have been the right place the wrong time. <laughs> That's a good song, by the way. <laughs> That's a great song. And most people don't even know who Dr. John is, but that's the way over their head. Robert, if, you know what, Robert, Paul, uh, if, if, something or other. if they don't know who he is by now, they don't need to know. It's a need-to-know basis. And then, you know, the, the uh, archbishop was on the other day, and I, I thought he had a pretty good story about the uh, the angels and that kind of thing. Oh, and I noticed kind of as thing. people were talking, <laughs> the, the angels, talking, the, the angels, and them people. Yeah, them people. Them, you know, we got to get us one of them. And uh, but but I, I noticed sometimes when the people call. Hey, I mean, you know, by the way, the archbishop just didn't pick that story up uh, like on the internet. I mean, it was a pretty well established <laughs> no, story. No. I mean, he, he told it so well. Yeah. He, told, <laughs> he, he told it so well. I, I thought it was a great story. It's, it's, it's okay. the first time that I've heard him after all these years, and I thought, you know, that was that was very interesting okay. and intriguing. But I noticed that some people would talk and talk and ask questions. And then you kind of got in and, and took over the questioning and cut them off, and, you know, they, they kind of called to talk to him, and there you are, Paul Feinbaum, you're the original Forrest Gump. you back there getting your, fit, your picture in the paper. <laughs> but I thought it was okay because, you know, after all this is – a fireside chat, and we're having a wonderful evening. But I'm going to end this wonderful evening on this, Paul. I was listening to your Pulitzer Prize winner. Yeah. And he was talking about Nick Saban and uh, Bear Bryant and uh, and talking about the disgrace of George Wallace. Right. It seems to me George Wallace was following the voters of the state of Alabama and, and you know, the thoughts that they had that were they were they were wrong at that time. Well, I, mean, I, I do appreciate but, you uh, defending. Uh, and I'm not going to I'm not going to reiterate how George Wallace was elected uh, after losing the first time. You, you, you live in Montgomery. You probably heard the famous right. line that he offered. Uh, and uh, I'm I'm st- if you want to rewrite the history books, I mean, I, I would encourage no, you. No, I'm not rewriting. To, uh, I, I got, I got the name of a good your... publisher uh, who I think wait, I owe a, a book second, to. Wait a second. And you're more than willing to uh, rewrite the South's history. Uh, need the manuscript by the end of the day. Thank you for listening to the best of the Paul Feinbaum Show podcast. Watch the Paul Feinbaum Show weekdays from 3 to 7 Eastern on the SEC Network. Plus, you can listen and watch on the ESPN app.